Welcome to CII Podcasts. Welcome to the CII Podcast. My name is Jayan Sriram and today's topic for discussion is sustainable futures, innovations in energy efficiency and beyond. Today we are diving into the dynamic world of energy efficiency. Two critical questions arise. How do we ensure that the focus on energy efficiency doesn't disproportionately impact communities? Sustainability and energy efficiency in cold chain management crucial for food security how can this be achieved across different scales from small farmers to large retailers let's delve into these topics today with ravi chandran purushottam president of danfoss india with over two decades at danfoss and a prior background at siemens ravi brings a wealth of experience managing markets in asia pacific japan germany and india he is passionate about energy efficiency electrification decarbonization and agritech and he actively engages in verticalizing businesses he is also an angel investor in cleantech startups mentors several in india and abroad and contributes to sustainability climate change and food loss initiatives a prominent figure in industry association ravi chairs the cii gbc energy efficiency council the cii national committee on coal chain and holds key roles in cii southern regional council and national council Additionally he was the past president of the Madras Management Association and is a member of the World Economic Forum working group on food systems transformation. Welcome Ravi and thank you so much for making time for us on the CII podcast today. Thank you Jayant uh, it's a pleasure to have a conversation on a very important topic and I'm looking forward to that. Thank you we're looking forward to it as well and I hope you'll have a very enlightening session ahead. So yeah. to get started um as the chairman of the energy efficiency council of course i i read out a long list of your the positions you hold and your achievements um what what do you see as the key areas and opportunities in the current energy efficiency landscape and how is the council navigating that so you know when you look at uh, where india is sitting um you know we are a developing country and uh, for a developing country um the first priority is energy access um and at the same time uh, how as a country uh, we can make this uh, energy transition these are two significant challenges that india has um now when you look at what the council wants to achieve uh in a market environment that is uh, immensely challenging and also whenever there are immense challenges there are great opportunities for us also in the landscape um so what we as a council are really looking at uh, five key things you know as india is embarking on uh, the panchamrit or the net zero targets so where our prime minister has set an ambitious goal uh, for 2070 now there are lots of opportunities uh what i would call as the biggest opportunity of our decade is now you know and why i say that is um firstly energy efficiency is less understood right it is the greenest fuel that is available um after several decades uh, people may link an led bulb to energy efficiency but um energy efficiency is a lot more than that and uh, one of our biggest opportunity as well as a challenge for the council is 
uh, how do you create a lot more awareness around energy efficiency and the potential of energy efficiency and how you can move the potential of energy efficiency from the boiler room to the boardroom you know so this is one of the key focus areas for the council second um i think when we want to achieve these targets we also need to operate in an environment where we need to deploy technology right uh, so when you look at cii as a member company uh, 70 to 80% of our members are msmes um so how do you build uh, awareness capability building and skills that are needed to really harness energy efficiency Uh, so this is exactly where the CII uh, Energy Efficiency Council under the Green Building uh, uh, Initiative, we put a lot of emphasis on diverse projects, and we do projects sectorially in different sectors. Uh, like for example, cement is one sector, steel is one sector, power is one sector, and we have kind of showcased. the underlying potential energy efficiency of opportunities lie across the board so the council is actually having um, a direction where we go into these industries uh, we do audits uh, we also identify potential projects we build capacity in the organizations uh, knowledge and then implement energy saving opportunities which are worth millions of of uh, rupees for the companies um, and 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 jain the interesting fact about energy efficiency is its paybacks are less than 3 years right i mean uh, and 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 the challenge for energy efficiency is uh, you know if you have to put up uh, you know 500 megawatt solar plant uh, you can go into a boardroom where a board of 5 people will decide uh, one project and you implement one project but when you want to save 500 megawatts of energy you know it would come from more than 5000 projects you, you know what, what so this is the, the big challenge that we have as a council so how do we build these pilots in different verticals and how do we scale them up actually so we are constantly looking ahead and we are also looking at how we can deploy technology how we can actually deploy innovation in business models and also financing is a very important part uh, you know in realizing some of these projects uh, uh, so as a council we focus on capacity building we focus on deploying the right technologies we focus on business model innovation we focus on financing and at the same time we also try and do some public policy initiatives through collaboration and partnerships Right. Uh, thank you so much for that answer. And I think it was particularly interesting to hear you say that uh, the paybacks from energy efficiency, um, you know, could could be realized in, in about three years or even less. I think that's uh, that's really uh, something that um, you know I I wasn't aware of. I think I've always been curious about you know when actually you get the you get the real returns on investing in um, energy efficiency. And I particularly like the phrase from the boiler room to the boardroom. So thank you so much for that answer. And um, just to continue. um in what ways does um, innovation play a role in reshaping the landscape of energy efficiency within industries and how do you anticipate the seamless integration if you like of innovative practices into processes and utilities in the foreseeable future you know innovation is a very important uh, element uh, 
I mean, I would say the most critical element uh, in the transformative journey of what we are trying to do, uh, because innovation uh, is very crucial uh, for offering clean energy. Uh, innovation is also very important uh, to come up with new business models, and innovation is needed also in uh, funding. And uh, also, we are a country. Remember, uh, we don't have uh, a large ecosystem where R and D is. a very large part of our gdp i mean in a developed economy you will find uh, you know a close to 4% they invest year on year on 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 r&d but when you look at india as a nation we spend under 1% on r&d um, so it's not the same level playing field we have with a developed economy um, and i think we need to really look at innovation as a great opportunity that is in front of us um because india is a nation where we have less resources uh more challenges and innovation is a kind of a great opportunity where we can overcome less resources right um and also solve lots of problems that we face in energy efficiency so fundamentally uh, you know it's a very important i can call out one or two examples of how innovation can help us uh, for example if you look at a building artificial intelligence uh, optimization of that on a building will uh, help a building to reduce uh, the waste and you know energy efficiency is all about identifying where the waste is lying right so reducing waste uh, using artificial intelligence uh, whether it's in the chiller room or in the boiler plant or in the cold room in the hotel or in the kitchen or or in the toilets or in the pumping systems so really using ai Uh, you know you can figure out where the biggest bang for the buck lies you know uh, so this is where we can quickly fix uh, some of the waste uh, identify the waste and quick fix uh, with solutions using uh, technology another example i can give you is in the industry side i mean today for example with the intervention of uh, the energy efficiency council uh, if i can proudly tell you one of the biggest successes in my view where the cii energy efficiency efficiency council has achieved is we have the best cement plants in the world our energy per capita requirement for 1 ton of cement is the lowest in the world and this has been possible through continuous innovation on processes continuous innovation on technology continuous innovation on capacity building and also deploying them at large scale across the length and breadth of india to achieve this now of course today if you look at uh, digital twin as a technology a digital twin is uh, an opportunity where you can identify the idealistic cement plant and the current state of the cement plant and map where the gaps are and then the digital twin will help you to figure out Uh, whether your boiler requires attention or whether your heat recovery processes requires or packing systems require so you know you 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 you're not blindfolded anymore technology is clearly a resource liberating force which helps you to figure out where you have to put your attention actually so clearly innovation is not only reshaping the landscape of energy efficiency but i would call it Uh, it is accelerating the pace of technology adoption thank you so much once again and and i think uh, i really appreciate the fact that you know i i feel like i'm learning something from each answer 
um, that that you give because um, it, it was news to me about the energy efficiency in cement uh, plants in India and the fact that um, you know as as opposed to developing countries, there's you know we spend less than we have less, far less of a budget to spend on R and D. Um, just to move on once again, the energy transition can be disruptive. So, how can we ensure that the focus on energy efficiency doesn't disproportionately impact vulnerable communities or exacerbate existing inequalities? You know, coal chains. Yeah. So, sorry, just just to go with that. No, I think uh, you know I wouldn't call as energy transition. Uh, uh, you know, is is disruptive. Actually, the way you handle energy transition should be made, uh, you know, equitable. You know, when it comes to societies, actually, and and when it comes to energy efficiency, uh, actually, it helps uh, every citizen. I gave you an example, or, or on a on a on a on a product level, like how LED has helped, uh, you know, reduce our energy footprint, reduce our emissions, and also improve energy access. Um, and this is one type of example I can give you. Uh, the PAT scheme that the government of India launched, uh, you know, under the Bureau of Energy Efficiency, uh, is another scheme where large companies, uh, which were using very high, hard to abate industry in terms of emissions, uh, were able to mm. put together a plan uh, and and come drastically reduce energy. And whatever energies that were saved by industry. Uh, it was actually helping energy access for a lot more people. If you look at the last seven years, uh, almost 30, uh, 39 to 40 million people have got energy access, right? And uh, when when you're not adding more capacities, uh, you're releasing through energy efficiency a lot more capacities by saving the greenest energy that you don't use, which is actually energy efficiency. Uh, so it's actually helping uh, people who are at the bottom of the pyramid uh, so I would call it as, you know, energy efficiency is a game changer, not, not rather a disruptor, actually. Uh, the other thing is, uh, you know, um, when you want to look at the 2070 goals uh, for India to be carbon neutral, um, you know, there are lots of uh, areas that we need to parallelly work. For example, industry is one part where I gave you examples of how industry is using technology. Tomorrow, industry might need green hydrogen. Tomorrow, industry might need carbon capture as technology. So there is one track that we need to focus on industry. But you look at uh, the equipments, for example, uh, you know, the chiller plants, uh, the labeling program of the government. And even in CII, we have Green Pro products where we rate products, five-star labeling and four-star labeling, actually. Now, all of these labeling products are ensuring that we are kind of decoupling the mm. economic development with energy intensity, right? So uh, when you look at many nations, as nations grow and nations move from a developing country to a developed country, and if today's India's GDP is about three and a half, $3.7 trillion, and by 2030 or 2035, when we want to aspire to be a $10 trillion economy, you cannot have the same level of energy intensity you have today, right? And today, when you travel the length and breadth of India, air conditioners are green label uh, air conditioners. Even fans that you use in the houses are green labeled, actually. So energy efficiency has a significant impact uh, because you can't live today with climate change 
without an air mm. conditioner air conditioner 25 30 years back was a luxury product today mm. it is a need of the hour every citizen needs it uh, even mm. to perform a good surgery in a hospital you need it even to mm. store food you need a refrigerator so all of these need to be done in a more energy efficient manner and this is a big area we need to leverage energy efficiency all that you save here is only going to help you to keep your growth momentum at the same level so that you become a 10 trillion dollar economy so i would call energy efficiency uh, clearly as a social transformation you know and one of the areas that in many uh, countries i have seen there are national goals for energy efficiency like even in our own nation we have set a carbon neutrality target we are now after the g20 we are looking at tripling on energy efficiency actually so energy efficiency is a lot more focus on energy efficiency is only going to help us as much closer to the net zero targets we want to achieve because if you look at 2070 targets of india 40 to 45% of the net zero targets are going to come from energy efficiency right mm. so integrating energy efficiency in electrification is the way to go um, you know you electrify cars you electrify trucks uh, you electrify solar is not available 24 by 7 so you need storages you need batteries so you need a lot more innovation that is needed but remember the solar plant what you put up your paybacks are 6 to 8 years but energy mm. efficiency your paybacks are under 3 years right mm. Mm. so if you really want to build a viable project energy efficiency integrated with capex is a very logical project and they coexist like twin brothers so in mm. my view uh, you know energy energy transition is very critical for india energy transition actually helps to pull a lot more people from the bottom of the pyramid to the middle of the pyramid in my view right thank you once again i think that was a was very very well reasoned answer um and just to just to move on my next question is on um so is on cold chains so cold chains are crucial for food security and minimizing food waste um how can we achieve sustainable and energy efficient cold chain management across different scales from small farmers to large retailers yeah it's a great question jain see um, you know cold chain uh, is a very important lifeline for our country why i say that as a lifeline for our country a cold chain is where you transport not only your fruits your vegetables your meat your milk but also medicines also vaccines for rabies for animals right so and and imagine a country like india i call india as a continent of 30 countries i don't call india as a country because the terrain of india is very complex and when you look at some of the fruits the vegetables the medicine the nutritious products you know like chicken fish whatever you want to freeze they are all not in the urban centers the consumptions are happening in the urban centers but their actual production centers are at the remote parts of india now how do you seamlessly connect the temperature controlled operations of this entire ecosystem now in the recent india cooling action plan that was published by bureau of energy efficiency 
the demand for energy if india has to become a developed nation of even 5 10 trillion dollar economy the demand for refrigeration cold chain alone will grow 10x in terms of energy right now where is this energy going to come from the energy has to come from energy efficiency by saving a lot right we also need to look at how do we decouple some of these standalone coal stores in the remote parts of india using solar energy and battery systems so that day you generate and you probably try to make chilled water and store it in the night and use them so lots of technological options throw up actually so cold chain management is going to become an incredibly important piece for the economy remember all the nutritious products that indians need to eat for their own living has to come from cold chain right leave alone pharmaceutical industry leave alone uh, you know the animal products and and all of that stuff actually so this is an extraordinarily energy intensive industry and doing it in the most energy efficient sustainable cooling methodology calls for a lot of attention and that's where the council is putting a lot of energy right now we have also been mandated by the bureau of energy efficiency to audit the coal storages um, because you know coal storages again is another fascinating area you know you grow potatoes and onions you know two times a year but jayant you consume potatoes and onions every day right how do you get that fresh every day at your at your home is through cold chain right and how do you store potatoes and onions for a longer period of time through again cold chain right so making this entire chain sustainable and free flow from farm to fork is a very important task for the council thank you um, yes and i think it's fascinating once again to this girl about uh, the scale of work that uh, that goes into making making cold chain sustainable making the work and of course as we point out it's very important for you know many aspects of life um and to move on uh, to another question once again um the development of carbon markets um provides potential incentives for emission reduction so how can businesses leverage carbon markets effectively to support their net zero goals and contribute to india's climate action plans so you know jain the uh, carbon markets are becoming more and more uh, critical uh, for indian exporters um and also for indian companies actually i think uh, the emergence of carbon markets uh, offers great opportunities for businesses uh, and also companies that accelerate their net zero journeys and contribute meaningfully to the india's climate plan climate plans actually uh but navigating these market dynamics uh companies need to get more lot more strategic on their foresight and get a clear understanding of where is the bang for the buck right uh so understanding the rules the protocols of the available markets for carbon is extremely important businesses need to also look at the mirror and say okay where are they today from their operations point of view right 
and have they identified a roadmap for emission reduction plan or are they going to trade off on credits to align with whether they qualify the market eligibility criteria to participate in the markets right so i think if businesses can participate in carbon markets uh, by directly reducing the emissions uh, through different projects which they can kind of roll out in their enterprises it's like uh, hard money available for you actually uh, and of course here again you need to integrate energy efficiency and renewables um, because um, the combination of this is very very important uh, to accelerate uh, your you know getting to uh, faster net zero even though the country wants to reach net zero by 2070 um i think in the council in the last september meeting we realized that more than 500 companies which are listed on the indian stock exchange already have set net zero goals actually uh so i think the council has a has a real need uh, to really elevate this message in the member members uh, and make them part of the wider initiatives uh, also collaborate with supplier ecosystem uh and also come up with joint emission reduction projects uh, so that meaningfully they can participate in the carbon markets uh, uh and by the way i want to let you know that uh, the energy efficiency council also has a net zero program uh, we support companies uh, in their low carbon journeys where we create lot more awareness uh, we provide uh, guidance to them we build the uh, skills and the relevant capacities uh we also kind of create a playbook uh which helps them to implement uh you know potential mitigation strategies that might be needed for them uh to deploy them on ground and really realize some of these uh uh realize and harness the potential that exists in in the companies as well um so i think all of this when you come when it comes together um you know kind of uh, helps them Uh, to create carbon uh, credits and uh, basis uh, where they are sitting in terms of the opportunity they can really start becoming traders of carbon uh, in the carbon markets as well uh, so i clearly see um, this will accelerate uh, you know energy efficiency um, and also move india uh, to a leading player on energy uh, on carbon markets uh, you know you need to understand giant india is the lowest emitter in the world you know we don't emit our emissions are one fourth of a developed economy but again we cannot follow the path of a developed economy uh, when they move from when we move from a 3 and a half trillion to a 5 trillion or a 10 trillion actually and i'm more than confident the kind of work the council has done to the companies we will kindly be we would really be the trend setters in the world uh you know we are already a trend setter if you look at the green buildings in india uh, we have more than uh, 12 billion square feet of green buildings which nowhere you will find anywhere in the world uh so i think uh, india will not follow the path what developed economies have taken um thanks to the the the, the green building uh, council and uh, the energy efficiency council uh, we have actually created the ecosystem that is in place today for india to really carve out a niche for itself and be a trend setter in in the area of uh, carbon markets
thank you once again and i think that uh, that again reflects um, and portrays the dubai complex uh, nature of the work that the energy efficiency council has been doing working with industry and on that note mr alexandran i have to congratulate you on the 25th anniversary of the national award for excellence in energy management um it's a truly incredible milestone can you tell us how this year's award reflects the council's role in championing energy management excellence so jayant uh, we just completed the 25th uh, national award for excellence in energy management uh, in september uh, uh, is the, the the last september the next one is coming in uh, september 24 um uh, you know it's the largest community of practice in the world on energy efficiency you know uh, the a national award for excellence in energy management i have been attending for more than now 14 years right um but every year i've gone there i've learned something and every year i've gone there i've seen a lot more members uh, you know contributing to the whole overall community of practice both in terms of best practices um excellence in pilots and projects that has realized a lot more savings for companies uh and the, and the uniqueness of this event is uh you know they all culminate uh for about 4 days and present multitude of projects uh, which are energy efficiency studies uh, projects around carbon markets uh, and i think this is truly a testament to the energy efficiency council I have not seen this kind of thing anywhere in the world you know when you look at many of the global events uh, uh, especially when it comes to uh, the energy efficiency you know the international energy agency which holds its annual day talks a lot about uh, what is the current state and what is the future state and it's more like a a body that kind of uh, you know presents more of public policy material and fact based information but here you have real practitioners who meet who share who learn who unlearn who relearn and go back and come back the next year i have not seen anywhere in the world this kind of community of practice uh, which i see every year in the uh, in the energy management excellence awards actually but again remember this is not just an award ceremony you know it is the celebration of companies individuals and also young people you know this is an area where i have seen a lot more younger people with lot more passion who push their boundaries to succeed in energy efficiency and there are amazing stories of innovation uh, and it's very inspirational to spend those two days there because we are not only learning from others but we are also seeing the next generation of leaders emerging and the newer generation of leaders emerging are technologically superior from the earlier generation you know so this to me uh, is kind of giving me the confidence that you know india is in safe hands uh, when it comes to sustainable practices and uh, year on year they are building this momentum and no wonder this platform uh, is a vibrant platform which uh, kind of has the industry leaders the experts the stakeholders uh, you know they really forge 
you know great collaborations and uh, i think this is something uh, we are really looking forward to the silver jubilee um so again silver jubilee is is uh, is is the next milestone but again we are on a larger journey right i mean it doesn't stop here uh, we also need to look at uh, how do we use the silver jubilee uh, to pivot a lot more transformative for the future and uh, and i think we want to use this as a stepping stone or a pivotal moment uh, in uh, driving energy efficiency and integrating energy efficiency into electrification uh, to even actually accelerate uh, meeting the net zero goals of india thank you i, I think i think the platform sounds like a uh, like place where there's a fascinating exchange of ideas and a really interesting community of practice that's developing and Good luck uh, for the Silver Jubilee and uh, for the future efforts related Thank to that. You. And um, yeah, and, and finally, um, last word to you. Um, if you have to give one message to your fellow leaders, uh, what would that be? I think uh, when I look at the future of India, uh, I have no doubt uh, it's in the safe hands of uh, the younger generation. Uh, but i think the message that i want to leave to all is uh we have very little time left uh on the climate change perspective uh to leave a better planet for our next generation uh so i think this generation has the important task of actually making sure that all the mess that we have on the planet when it comes to, to the carbon emissions uh, is kind of addressed and uh, we need to really leave a better planet for our next generation and if we can actually realize that in the next two decades um, i think that would be a remarkable success story uh, for our next generation thank you so on that note i think we end today's discussion i think it was very fascinating very insightful and i want to uh, thank you once again uh, ravi for making time Uh, to be on the CIA podcast and for sharing your views very frankly thank you thank you jaint uh, you know as i say the greenest energy is the energy we don't use and uh, and energy efficiency you know is uh, is something that we all need to uh, go back and do our part and and bring the biggest social transformation that our country needs uh, thank you for having me on this uh, podcast Uh, chat and uh, wish you uh, the very best namaskar thank you thank you for listening to cii podcasts